In what was a sad day for Phillies Nation yesterday with the passing of Phillies chairman David Montgomery, the Phillies went out and honored his legacy with a big victory in St. Louis to take the series a 5 to nothing win yesterday. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, May the 9th, and uh, happily we're coming off a win. Sadly, we're coming off the news that Dave Montgomery passed away yesterday at the age of 72 after a long battle with cancer. Just really devastating news for the Phillies family, for the city. We'll get into David and honoring his memory and uh, some of the nice words said about him and um, certainly, uh, you know, thoughts and, and prayers with his family as it is just a um, really sad day for Philadelphia. We'll get into it, but uh, I think you could just see by the outpouring of grief and, uh, you know, honoring and all that type of stuff yesterday that you saw, whether it was on social media, on the broadcast, on the radio broadcast, all over the place, it just um, the amount of people that David Montgomery affected in a positive way is almost hard to comprehend. So uh, we will pay uh, pay our, our respects here at Phillies Today to David Montgomery coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's dive into to victory yesterday. And, and uh, you know, on the day we lost David Montgomery, the Phillies go out and, and play a really good game of baseball. And, uh, you know, a nice way to honor his legacy yesterday is the Phillies get the job done in St. Louis and, and really – just a, uh, I think in my opinion, and I know they swept the Braves to start the season, but in my opinion, this was the best series win the Phillies have had all season. Uh, just when you think about the opponent, you think about the matchup, coming into St. Louis against a team that has been one of the best teams in the National League so far this season, a team that top to bottom has just been, is just really talented. You know, they're a really talented baseball team with Goldschmidt and, you know, Paul DeYoung and Mar- uh, Marcelo Zuna and Yadier Molina. I mean, they are just a really talented baseball team. And the pitching, you know, Jack Flaherty, we saw what Miles Mikolas could do in game one. The bullpen is good. They're just a really good team. And the Phillies went to St. Louis, spotted them the first game with a lifeless, listless, flat effort, and yet are still able to come back and win the last two and take the series 21 and 15 on the season in first place in the division. And Again, what I think was the best series one of the season yesterday in St. Louis on the road, no less. The Phillies team has played much better at Citizens Bank Park than on the road so far this season. It was really nice to see them take care of business. And again, in a game that, you know, look, there's no game in early May you have to have, but it was just really nice to see them take it. A game that, you know, they win the series with it. And again, after coming out so lifeless on Monday, to come out the next night, put up the 11 spot, handle their business, then yesterday just completely shut down the Cardinals in a 5 nothing win. Just awesome, awesome to see. Obviously, we need to start at the top as, man, Jared Eikhoff is having himself a season so far, and it is really great to see as Eikhoff, obviously, look, first of all, just a, a really good guy. If you've ever seen him talk, ever heard him interviewed, or um, talked to anyone who's talked to him in the locker room, everyone says that, that Jared Eikhoff is just a a top-notch kind of guy, and to go through what he went through, missing over a year of baseball with something like carpal tunnel for a pitcher whose whole livelihood is based on being able to grip the ball and manipulate a baseball the way they need it to go. I mean, that is about as, uh, you know, other than shoulder troubles, elbow troubles, that type of stuff. I mean, there's nothing more terrifying than something wrong with your hand. 
And for Eikhoff to battle back from that and to come back and make his way back to the majors and, you know, take what, uh, you know, what not making the starting rotation out of, uh, out of spring training and to come up and get his opportunity and just grab it by the throat has just been really awesome to see. Eikhoff goes eight shutout innings yesterday, just a dominant performance, only allows three hits, three walks, only six base runners, four strikeouts for Eikhoff. He has now pitched 17 innings and allowed one run this season. Shout out to Eikhoff. Also nice to see him. Um, they felt comfortable pushing his pitch total up to 106. It had been in the mid-80s the last couple starts. So Eikhoff clearly feeling more and more comfortable with each outing. And again, against a really good St. Louis lineup yesterday, Eikhoff was just on top of it, dominant from start to finish. The the slider was working. The curve was obviously working. He had a really nice mix of his pitches using the, the breaking stuff to set up the fastball. Obviously, the fastball, not the best fastball, but it plays when that other stuff is so good. And he can use it as a way to, to set hitters up and knock them out. Just um, really, just a masterful showing yesterday. Again, against a great lineup. Jared Eikhoff, in the span of three starts in that four-inning uh, relief outing, is, has really made you feel great about the potential of him this season. And don't get me wrong, he's not going to only give up one run over every 17 innings he pitched, or else he's going to win the Cy Young Award. But... I think that you can feel really good about Eikhoff being a part of this rotation all season long. And obviously the 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 big caveat, especially with someone who missed over a year, you know, health provided, obviously. But if you can say healthy, Jared Eikhoff is good enough to pitch in this rotation. And we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing it to the to the nth degree. And he's certainly better than Vincent Velasquez or and, and we'll get into Vinny a little bit more later, but obviously the whole JT thing and all that. We talked about that a bit yesterday, but um, he certainly, in my mind, Eikhoff's your four-starter right now at worst, and um, I, I think his rotation spot is is about as safe as it could be. He is someone who right now you feel like you can count on. Again, going out against a really tough St. Louis lineup, the only outing that uh, he has had uh, bad in his last 17 years, only one run, the, the outing in Colorado, he gives up uh, the four runs, but um, not uh, – that was a uh, – he had five really good innings and then kind of fell apart in the six. Other than that, Eikhoff's been perfect this season. He's been pretty much perfect in every outing, and um, it's been awesome to see. So really excited about Eikhoff right now and where he's at and the potential for this season. I, I think you have to feel great. Sir Anthony comes in, pitches a clean ninth. The shutout stands again. Can't underrate it enough against a really good St. Louis lineup. And the Phillies offense able to get it going, too. It took a little while. It was a 0-0 game heading into the fifth, but then the Phillies bat around in the fifth inning. Uh, JT Romero leads it off, uh, gets on base. O'Double doubles him in, and then off to the races. A Michael Franco, uh, fielder's choice, scores a run uh, on an error. As Hernandez comes around to score, uh, 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 excuse me, as Herrera comes around to score, Hernandez then doubles in Franco and Nick Williams. And then later, Hernandez would also add the fifth run with a solo shot in the seventh. Cesar Hernandez, three-hit day. Don't look now, but Cesar Hernandez is batting 305 on the season. How did that happen? I think just a couple weeks ago, we were... We were all over Cesar, and obviously still the defense has been an issue and, and the brain farts and on the bases and in the field, but the man's swinging a hot bat, and he's certainly contributing right now. 305 average in the leadoff hole yesterday with McCutcheon. Day off, a uh, little sick McCutcheon. Three hits for Cesar, really the crux of the offense. Nick Williams had a couple at Oduba, had that monster double. 
Bryce Harper gets a walk, doesn't get a hit. Harper had a great at-bat that he worked into a walk. Uh, fouling off a lot of 95-mile-per-hour fastballs. Harper looks like he's starting to get back into a groove. And again, he didn't have any hits yesterday, but Harper's starting to look a little bit like Bryce Harper again. The ball coming off his bat hard when he's hitting it, and uh, the the eye seems to be there. So I'm, I'm feeling more bullish. Talked about it a little bit yesterday with the Grand Slam and uh, the two-hit day, the walk yesterday as well, or two days ago uh, with the walk as well, but... Um, I feel good about Harper getting locked in and kind of moving forward here. And ultimately, just yesterday, a really big win. Again, I know I've said it a bunch of times, but it felt... So in game one, they lose. They get just handled uh, 6 nothing. The offense is, is lifeless. They're unable to get anything going. Velasquez is incredibly frustrating to watch. And yet... Again, I just I don't think you can overrate the resiliency this team showed the next two games to bounce back. And, and again, I think we went in this series saying it was a measuring stick series, saying, how good is this Phillies team? And what are they really? And this was a big spot on the road against one of the better teams, both talent-wise and production-wise, in the National League. And, and after that first game, we thought, oh, no. We thought, oh no, this Phillies team just isn't that good, or or maybe they're just not ready, or whatever it is, and and they really answered the bell. The last two games of this series, taking the last two, the eleven to one victory was awesome, just dominance on both sides of the ball, and then to come back out in a day game yesterday against Jack Flaherty, a really talented young right-handed pitcher for the Cardinals, and and to take him to task and to win five nothing and to handle it. Um, you know, make it somewhat handily a victory. And Eikhoff just looking unhittable for stretches, again, against a good Cardinals lineup. It was just a, a really, uh, I'm really bullish about this team after this series. You know, I've, uh, again, uh, back to the whole, it's May 9th thing, so you can't get too carried away with anything. But um, uh, this was a big measuring six series for me, and, and the Phillies answered it. You know, I never expected them to go sweep. I just wanted two or three, and I didn't think that was going to happen after game one. And they made it happen, and they deserve credit for that, that this team uh, has battled back. And we talked a lot about that kind of stretch of flat performances, the end of that road trip in Colorado, in New York, coming home to face Miami, losing that first game against Miami, and you're starting to really feel a little a little down about this team. Then they win three straight, one or two from the Tigers, two or three from the Nats, two or three from St. Louis. Okay, okay. You know, I can... I can get behind that. I can, uh, you know, you were frustrated at the first game of the Tigers series, but other than that, they've, and the first game of the St. Louis series, it seems like first games of series are not necessarily their strong suit, but the Phillies come back and, and get the job done. So, you know, you look at the, the series four and two over the last two series, you had in the uh, one and one, they're five and three uh, after that Tiger series, and then three straight uh, after the first loss of the Marlins. So really eight and three in their last 11 games. That's good baseball. That's good baseball. That's where this team needs to be. They need to keep winning series, keep grooving here. As, uh, we'll get into it, but a long stretch of tough baseball coming up off day today. And then the Phillies play a lot of baseball as they will have three in Kansas City and then a full week at home against the Brewers and the Rockies. And then, oh, by the way, another full week of baseball after that. Come Friday, we have another 17 stretch, 17 day straight stretch of baseball for this Phillies team. No rest for the weary. So seeing them win this game, get the off day today, heading into Kansas City, a, a team that is not very good. I think you have to feel really good about a first place Phillies team at 21 and 15, starting to to show you that that, that they'll have some off nights. 
that there'll be some flat nights, but that they bounce back and that they are a resilient team. And I think the tight locker room helps. It does seem like they really like each other, like they'll fight for each other. And that's going to matter as we get into the dog days, but really nice series win in St. Louis. I just can't, I can't emphasize enough how impressed I was with this team, with the win in St. Louis and how much I think it tells you something good about this team moving forward. All right, coming up, we will, uh, we will remember David Montgomery, as we said at the top of the show, just a, uh, Really tough day yesterday for Phillies Nation. I think a lot of people saw uh, this coming. David uh, had been sick for a while with cancer, obviously just a a horrible, horrible disease that affects us all. Um, Sick for a while, but, um, uh, you know, whether people saw it coming or not, I think um, the reaction, the sadness that was not any less whether people saw it coming or not. So, um, and, and just to lose a guy who was so important to this really the the face of Philadelphia Phillies baseball for a long time the the chairman of the team as it were the the guy you know the guy who everyone knew who everyone associated with the Phillies and and really a Philly guy someone who grew up here someone who went to Penn he went to Penn Charter I mean um a big loss a really really big loss at the age of 72 after battling cancer for 5 years yesterday of David Montgomery for Phillies Nation. So coming up, we will uh, remember David Montgomery and uh, look at some of the accomplishments over the years and some of the uh, nice words that people had to say yesterday after his passing and um, and, and try and uh, honor a legacy that, uh, that uh, will go on forever. And um, he will always be a part of the Phillies and always a major part of, of what they've done. So uh, coming up, we'll dive into that. And then, of course, look ahead as the Kansas City Royals and the Philadelphia Phillies will square off this weekend in a rematch of the 1980 World Series. We'll get into that as well and a whole lot more coming up. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies Today, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, May the 9th, and coming off of Phillies' victory yesterday in St. Louis as they take the series out in St. Louis. Two games of three, taking the last two, heading to Kansas City tomorrow off day today, but uh, we will get into that in a minute. I wanted to, as we just mentioned before the break, take a little time and uh, remember the life of David Montgomery, who we lost yesterday at the age of 72, far too young for David Montgomery to pass, uh, had battled cancer for five years and um, uh, still was out and about, still out in front of people for a while and you know, still bringing his joy and happiness to, to many, many people. And um, I think that, at least for me, uh, I don't remember in my lifetime, and I'm 37 years old, I don't ever remember someone passing away in baseball who was behind the scenes like Montgomery was, I'm saying not a player, a broadcaster, whatever, um, who elicited such an outpouring of emotion across the sport as when David passed yesterday. It was unbelievable to see the lives that he touched from every sports writer out there to players on other teams to other organizations and then of course everyone who's ever been associated with the Phillies and the one common consistent message through all of it was that David Montgomery was the best person you could ever want to meet and I never had the opportunity to meet David Montgomery, which after yesterday, I really, I'm even more surprised by it because it seems like he, he touched so many people and interacted with so many people at games at this and that. Um, I'm surprised I missed him and I'm sad that I missed him, but um, everyone you've ever talked to, whether it's someone who met him at a game or someone who was a close friend, 
Uh, it's the same thing that they say, and it's that he was just the most wonderful person you could ever want to meet, that he genuinely cared about you when you were with him, and you could tell him a problem, and he was listening to you, and he was invested in you, and he would follow up with you, and all those types of things, and just um, clearly just an amazing person, and someone who had a real positive impact on the lives that he interacted with, the people he met, the people he touched. And that's a rare thing these days, especially someone who um, was so high up in a, in a professional sports organization that that's really not something you hear a lot about or see a lot about. And uh, Montgomery was that guy. And um, I think as a result, I think that was why you see such a, a, a huge outpouring of emotion yesterday from, from so many different people. Um, uh, as, um, you know, obviously people within the Phillies, people all over social media, all that, uh, the Phillies released a, um, a statement or a, um, some information, you know, about Montgomery and, and his life as he passed, um, some, some things to note from it, some statements from, from other people. Um, this is from the Phillies statement in his nearly half century in the game. One of Montgomery's greatest legacies was his unwavering civic minded approach to the business of baseball. He was also widely admired for his fierce loyalty to fans, players, and front office staff. The loyalty was on par with his passion for the game. And that sums it up. You know, that seems like he was, he cared about people. He cared about people's, what people, what they cared about. And and that's such a rare thing. Uh, John Middleton uh, said uh, about David, David was one of Philadelphia's most influential business and civic leaders in his generation. For 25 years, he has been an invaluable business partner and, more importantly, an invaluable friend. He was beloved by everyone at the Phillies, which is clearly true. John goes on to say, Lee and I are saddened beyond words at David's passing and extend our love and sympathy to Lynn, his children, and grandchildren. In Korea, Montgomery began his career in 1971 with the Phillies working in their ticket office and helping to operate the scoreboard at night. How crazy is that? Hired by Bill Giles in 1971 to operate the scoreboard and to work in the ticket office, and he would rise to become the president and CEO of the team. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost unbelievable. He was promoted to executive vice president in 1981 and became COO in 1992, um, and then ultimately chief executive officer and president in 1997. Uh, which is just amazing. Some of the things he he oversaw in his role as CEO and president, uh, he did. Uh, uh, th- this is from the the uh, release statement from the Phillies. Montgomery became the face of the Phillies, which was true. The face of the Phillies front office and the and, and a behind the scenes force in Major League Baseball. He spearheaded the club's transition from Veterans Stadium to Citizens Bank Park in 2004, including the construction of the state of the art park. He also led the organization during the most successful period in its franchise ex- of excellence in its franchise. I know that 2008 World Series meant the world to Montgomery. And, and yeah, I think the one thing that we don't give enough credit for, I mean, he was as big a reason as anybody that Citizens Bank Park is sitting there today. And to build that park when they did and to have it be today, still one of the premier parks in baseball. I mean, you see clubs that had stadiums built in 04 around then that time period who are already getting new stadiums. Like the Texas Rangers, remember when the Arlington Stadium was, oh, it's the best, this is what all the stadiums will be. It's They're getting a new one. At Citizen Bank Park is as classic and great at today as it was in 04, and, and we have David Montgomery to thank for that, for getting the stadium built and for building it right. Uh, a few more um, notes. Uh, Bill, Bill Giles, who hired David Montgomery, had this to say. David was a truly great man, 
I've never known a person with more integrity or who truly cared so much about everyone who worked for the Phillies. He and I worked hand in hand for over 30 years. During that time, I saw his unparalleled love for his family, the Phillies, and the team's fans, and of course, the city of Philadelphia. David was this, uh, uh, Charles continues. David was a big reason why the Phillies won 12 division championships, five National League championships, and two World Series championships in that time. He was a fierce competitor in everything he did, including his battle to fight his illness. He will be tremendously missed by all who had the pleasure of working with him, of knowing him, excuse me. Um, yeah, I think that sums it up. And, and, and all these statements that you hear, and again, uh, go go on Twitter, go on Facebook, go on wherever and see all these notes and these, you know, whether it's from Todd Callis talking about what what um, David meant to, the, to Harry and to the Callis family or former players, writers like Jason Stark and all these people who just are, are such important people in the game of baseball today and for a long time. And and just seeing how Bill, uh, how uh, David touched them and how important he was to all these people. I mean, players, Reese Hoskins was devastated. All these guys. I mean, you heard Larry Boa uh, talking about it in the press conference. They had Mickey Morandini, all these guys broken down into tears uh, because they lost someone who was so incredibly important to them. And it's hard to be someone in that role. Someone who is the chairman and president of a baseball team, the CEO and president of a baseball team, and have that type of impact on people's lives. And have that type of impact where people are just completely and totally gutted when they lose you, I I think is such a, a perfect example of what Montgomery was and who he was and why he was so important and why people talk about him the way they do. Again, I think the biggest takeaway from everything you hear, everything you read, the stuff we just talked about there, the statements from John Middleton, the statement from Bill Giles, the statements from everyone we heard yesterday, the resounding common thread through all of them was that Bill Giles was a great person who cared about other people. And that is a a heck of a legacy to have. I hope that someday when I'm gone, that people look back and say he was a great person who cared about people. And that's what, to a man, to a woman, everyone says about David Montgomery. And obviously we lost him too early. 72 is way too young to pass. But um, I think that we will always remember what he meant to this team, what he meant to this city. Really, again, as, as someone who was born here, who lived his whole life here, who who devoted his life to Philadelphia, to the Phillies, to all of it, um, it it's just a really sad day. A sad day for Philadelphia, a sad day for the Phillies. and um, But at the same time, uh, it is we have to honor and remember the amazing things he did in his life, and, and that's how he'll live on. So RIP David Montgomery, you will certainly be missed, but you will definitely not be forgotten. All right, uh, off day today, uh, much needed off day for this team as they are about to play 17 straight days of baseball as we've discussed. They get into it this weekend in Kansas City as the Phillies a little interleague play action. Jake Arrieta will take the hill on Friday against Homer Bailey in Kansas City, now former Red, of course, on Saturday. Zach Eflin against Brad Keller, and then on Sunday, Vincent Velasquez still on the rotation for now. Take on Jake Eunice or Junis. Uh, then they come home, a uh, seven-game week next week, a big one, four against the Brewers, then three against Colorado before they head to Chicago for four, and then Milwaukee for three, and then home versus St. Louis in L.A., in San Diego. 
ver- and then home for Cincinnati and round out the month. Just a, a a brutal stretch of baseball coming up. That's why it was such a big series win against St. Louis uh, yesterday in St. Louis. But also the Phillies got a lot on their plate. They got a lot still out of them. It's going to be a a rough 17-game stretch. And hopefully the Phillies can find a way to come out of it on top. Sitting in first place, still 21-15 now. So hopefully that continues. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We will dive into this Kansas City Royals series in, more, series in more depth and continue to look ahead and, and all that. And again, one more time, RIP to Dave Montgomery. Thoughts and prayers to his family, the Phillies family, and everyone else for for uh, I'm sure it will be a tough tough time right now, but ultimately um, um, an amazing life and uh, one that will be remembered forever. So uh, until tomorrow, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.